Hi, my name is Maddie Zalm, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. Maddie, congratulations with your most recent single. I'm uh, super excited about your music. Um, I, upon first listen, I immediately got pretty much like stuck with your your songwriting, your lyrics, um, and ended up sticking around on your Spotify for some time. So I I love the way that you have been creating this music and I love how vulnerable you are, specifically with this new single. Um, Talk to me about like being a new artist and learning how to open up the way that you do to this audience that you don't know who's there listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be hard. Um, I think my music in a lot of ways helped me heal before I even released it. So I've been, you know, sitting on You Might Not Like Her for five to six months, you know, um, and would listen to it so much in my car just to help myself, you know, believe the words that I wrote because I wrote it kind of preemptively in in a way. Um, And so I think I never really thought about the release of these songs because they really were just me reminding myself of things that I needed to know. Um, And so when my team started talking about plans of releasing it, I just remember that feeling of number one, being so overwhelmed at the idea of it being other people's, but also it made complete sense Um, because if I can help other people, you know, go through the same things that I have, um, why would I keep that? It would be selfish, you know? So, um, it was not something that I had ever thought about. And then when we started talking about plans, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. And watching other people heal from these songs has been extra healing. It's, it's, it's been, I don't even know how to describe it. Probably one of the most cathartic experiences in my life. For sure. With this song in particular, talk to me a little bit about that writing process. You said you've had it for like five to six months, um, but what initially kickstarted that writing process for you? And did you know that you were already going to be vulnerable with this song or was this something that kind of revealed itself as you continue to write more and more lyrics for it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think before I was writing a lot of songs about things that I weren't, I wasn't really going through. Like I was writing just songs about boys that I wasn't really interested in. Like I hadn't really experienced being super honest in my music. And I thought I was, I remember people would like write with me and be like, Oh, she's such an honest songwriter. And I think in my head, like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not. And so I ended up visiting my hometown and I kissed one of my best friends and you know she was a girl and i i came back and i remember that experience just so vividly of just me freaking out like i'm a, i was a worship leader i was i'm from boise idaho like i i didn't think that i was allowed to be queer i didn't think that i um was allowed to to question stuff that i had been raised in you know and so i remember i went into that writing space and for the first time in my life i I wrote as if it wasn't going to be released and was just for me. And it was really interesting because that was very similar to the fat funny friend where that song, I didn't think it was ever going to, I didn't ever think it was going to be released. It was just for me. Um, And so I think that day there was just a switch in my narrative a little bit of like the more that I just write for myself, the more for some reason it helps other people heal. And now I, I, I don't want to write any other way, if that makes sense. 
If you had gone into that writing session knowing that you were writing to release, would you have changed what you wrote? Oh my gosh. Rob, that is such a good question. Um, <laughs> I probably, back then, I would have watered it down, probably. Mm. Um, I think now looking at how the impact and the level of um, healing that it's brought me and hopefully other people know. But realistically, back then, who I was, yeah, I probably would have watered it down. The idea of that releasing was terrifying to me. The fact that you released these two songs and they're getting some insane traction, um, how does that kind of change the way that you see your upcoming material or this upcoming EP? Like, did your mentality of like the lyrics and the songwriting change throughout this? I'm getting like goosebumps as I'm like saying this, like, this is so crazy. But like, do you feel like the, the impact of these songs, the vulnerability of these songs and seeing how much you were helping others kind of either come out or explain it to their loved ones or like, feel like they're not alone like do you feel like that had a major impact on your songwriting I guess I'm here I'm trying to articulate this correctly I yes I think it has in some ways put more pressure a little bit I think again even the songs upcoming um are very honest and very they're scary they scare me a lot to be honest and I think it, it, it was easier when I just kind of had them in my vault um and now thinking about them being released because this EP is so um emotional and it's a kid that's just struggling you can hear it like I'm just I, I was a 23 year old who um was losing parts of who she was and gaining parts of who she is. And the whole EP is just a question of like a 23 year old moving from Boise, Idaho to LA who, you know, it, it's just, it's a, the EP is just a giant question. Like you can just, even the, in the intro of, of, of the EP is just me asking questions of like, what happens when, what happens when a good kid or a good kid, you know, starts doing these things that, you know, you, I was raised and told was, you know, made me a bad one. And so I think I stand by everything that the EP is. Um, it scares me for sure. And now I think seeing the traction and, and seeing how many people are listening, mostly I, I was so afraid of letting my church down like a year ago. And now I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of letting the people that are following me down, if that makes sense, because they have become this, this community. So there is a level of pressure of um, representing these communities well. Um, and I'm honored that they trust me with that. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a hefty burden for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I don't take that lightly, you know? And at the same time, like, I love how we feel these emotions when we're listening to your voice. Uh, what was that recording process like for you? And did you find yourself kind of breaking down during the recording process? Just because like, like I said, like, I feel it in, in your voice that like there's pain or there's like, there's fear. There's, you know, like, I feel that. What was that process like? Oh my God. 
gosh, I mean, that process was, was emotional thing. Thank goodness I had my um, producer, Adam, who honestly, as soon as I met him, uh, we just clicked musically um, and personally and all the things. He's, he's an incredible human being. He's like my, my um, platonic musical soulmate. But the poor guy, I mean, there would be times where I would lay on the couch in his studio and just cry and be like, this stuff can't come out. This cannot come out. This, there's no way. Like I am scared. I recording it also was emotional because I I wanted to take parts of my um, upbringing of being a worship leader and um, being you know I've I've led for churches for a very long time. The music portion of it and a big thing that um, churches would ask of me is to like show strength in my music and show like sing more powerful. And that's why I was. I was known in Boise, Idaho for, for being this, um, like strong singer and being able to like showcase emotions through my voice. And I could even do that with things that I was struggling to believe in. And so it was very strange because, you know, these messages that I'm singing, I believe in them. I really do. And so it was weird because I feel like I found my voice through recording the CP. And I also feel like I was reclaiming my voice that I kind of let be used by the church in a lot of ways while feeling like I had to hide pieces of who I am. Um, so this is me like truly reclaiming my voice if in a way. Um, and it was very emotional and scary and cathartic. Um, but I'm, so happy with how it turned out and I think that a lot of people that have been raised in church are going to hear like the church um you can just you hear it you can hear the 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 church influence if that makes sense so sorry that was a long answer but yeah with the song what would you say was the biggest challenge for you uh was it like a particular lyric um or was it just when you first found out that this was going to be released? Mm. Writing the song was not hard because I didn't think it was going to be released. I think the hardest thing was realizing that it needed to be released for sure. Mm. Yeah. Cause I honestly had just come around to accept most of the lyrics myself that the idea of saying here world <laughs> is you know what i mean i i had just figured it out so yeah have you performed this live yet actually the only time that i performed it live when my team said that we were gonna well not when my team we all said we were gonna release it and i panicked uh i went out to a queer open mic night um, over in West Hollywood. And I told myself that I was gonna um, sing it in front of all of them. And that was really weird because I'm not an open mic goer. I really like performing. So for me, I, I just got up and I made sing it in front of every, everyone. And I made a bunch of friends. It was really sweet. It was, a, it was a scary night, but I was proud of myself for making myself go and do that. So imagine what that impact would be when you 
finally go on tour now that your Maybe. new your new fans have heard this and they yeah. sing along with you like i feel like that's going to be like the most insane <laughs> experience <laughs> oh it's such a weird thing i don't know how i have i committed to the bit too hard and now somehow i am an artist and it actually makes me laugh but it's where we're at i guess <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you're ready for this <laughs> oh, did i did i ever say that if anything i'm like i'm not you guys <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I feel like I'm <laughs> stuck in. I don't know what is happening, but oh, yeah. <laughs> now with this EP that that drops August 12th, uh, which is the title, which this song is the title track of the EP. Um, does Adam produce majority of the EP, and then also, are you reuniting with Katie Turner as well for another track? So Adam did produce the entire EP because I wanted it all to. There are parts of each song that are like integrated in each. It's very fun. So he and I spent a lot of time on it. Yes. So he produced the whole EP and Katie and Turner and I do not have any songs on this project. I can't say anything more about that, but um, not on this one. <laughs> I'm already a fan of hers. Um, so when I saw that you guys collaborated together um, for your previous single, I'm curious, like, what was that experience like co-writing together? And what did you learn from that session? So she's actually in the room right next to me. We, we live together. <laughs> uh, no, we really do. We live together. And so her and I have been roommates for six, seven months, six months, seven months. So her and I, um, we wrote that, uh, yeah, about, I think it was like the first month that I lived with her. Um, I came home and I was just a little bit frustrated because I had this concept of fat funny friend that I wanted to write, but I kept going in to these sessions with, you know, people that had never experienced that. And it, it was just getting frustrating because I really wanted to write the song, but I, I didn't want to, I wanted to write it with someone that like had experienced it and we have very similar experiences. And so um, she just, elevated it so heavily and has taught me so much about um, songwriting and being an artist. She's truly, I can't say enough about Katie Turner. She's my family and um, yeah, she's, she's incredible. I don't know. I get emotional. She's like my little sister, but yeah, truly one of the best artists I've ever met and deserves the world. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited for, uh, for more music from you. I'm excited for more music lovers to get to discover you um and i am i'm more excited to just watch you grow um i feel like this is going to be such an easy process because i feel like you are speaking to those that don't know how to open up or how to like talk about their emotions or feelings or what they're going through and you're doing that so congratulations with that and um maddie thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me I know you and I are probably going to get together again sometime soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Rob, you're awesome. This was really good. Thanks for, yeah, it was very nice meeting you and I'm excited to see you again. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.